Yo, yo, what's going on, guys? Hey, this is another Road Shorty. Um, that means just top of mind topic. Um, working hard to keep the content up, but uh, anytime my routine gets busted, um, and obviously we're always trying to do the most we can for our clients and for the industry, and, you know, education is key, and uh, making sure that we're delivering um, on all of our promises it takes work, and to do that, sometimes we get interrupted, which makes us sad. Um, but the drive-bys are easy because they end up being just top-of-mind topics. And the this one's pretty easy. And if you're able to do this in your innermost secret of spaces, <clears throat> you can uh, kind of assess this on your own. All right? So just take a minute. And we'll probably categorize this one under lifestyle. And it's the type of person you are and the type of person people think you are. Okay, so when you interact and the, the skill of rapport is the ability to adopt the person you're talking to's characteristics and mannerisms quickly. And if you've ever noticed, <clears throat> if, you, um, if you met somebody and you had an immediate connection, you're like, oh my goodness, I've, I feel like I've known that person my whole life. What typically that means is that there was enough mannerisms um, that were similar, that your body language was the same, your tonality was the same, the inflection in your voice was the same. And because of that, it's a very subconscious familiarity. I mean, so at your, at your deepest unknown levels, you're like, I really, I really get this person, you know, I feel really connected. Now, people that are in the people business, they have the ability to adapt to other people's um, personalities quickly. That's where the skill of rapport is. And if you've ever looked at any of the self-help books or the get rich quick books or the, um, you know, how to influence others, rapport is, it's critical. <clears throat> and there's, there are some folks that as we try to build rapport and as we try to do deeper connections with people, some people are just really tough to match. Okay. And you'll notice that the, the number of physical and key characteristics that are difficult to emulate, one of them is anger. And it's, it's the person that you're trying to connect with that is just always angry or they're always bitter or they always bring drama or they're, they're just not fun to talk to, right? And, you know, you, it ends up being very surface level relationships with uh, those types of personality traits because honestly, there's no healthy communication or dialogue that goes back and forth. And if you are in front of somebody, and this is the cool thing, um, as you start to work with people, people more and more, um, every opportunity to speak to somebody is a chance to grow or help somebody grow. So that person's in front of you, it's either for your benefit or for theirs. And what the takeaway is in those moments is, did I enrich that person's life or did I bring them down? You know, did I, did I do something that complimented or um, did I teach, did I inspire, did I motivate? Um, those are the things that people are drawn to. I mean, you want to feel good about yourself. You want to surround yourself that make you feel good about yourself. If you are one of those people that is difficult to make connections with people, it, it's not that it might not be that you're just a straight up a-hole. It's one, you're either creating an atmosphere that is not positive. Okay. And, or you you are so guarded and bottled up that your your body language, tonality, and your ability to adapt rapport with is muted. 
And that's a lot because we're just talking about human conversation, just interacting with somebody. It shouldn't be so much work, but this is how the survival of the species works. We attract to those that are attractable and, you know, we become friends and, um, life mates and, you know, down the road, deeper and deeper connections with people that we have the greatest associations with. And that compatibility just doesn't come from listening to somebody's, you know, negativity all day. It's because of those deeper subconscious connections. So here's kind of the lesson. And this is the further you travel and the more you travel and the different personality types, there's more than just a couple ways to build rapport with somebody. And it initially starts with the decision to build rapport. You know, it's, I'm going to engage this person and I want to make it an experience for both of us. Okay. So as I've gone to more places and interacted with more people, it, it's fascinating because you can make a connection with anybody at any level if you want to. And then there's the others where you just kind of, I, you don't make yourself vulnerable. You don't make yourself accessible. And those are the people, typically the loners, right? The ones that just kind of sit in the corner and they don't make connections easy. Um, if nobody wants to live that way, right? And if it becomes a habit and you get older, your circle of friends, you, you're supposed to have a tight group um, of people that you can do life with that's going to um, just protect you and take care of you. And, uh, you know, you're always going to get truth from them and they're always going to, they're always going to have you back. That's supposed to be a small circle. But at the end of the day, you're supposed to be able to interact with everybody and give a little bit of yourself to, to the betterment of that person. I keep saying this over and over. Um, here's the test. When you are engaging somebody, do you start out by talking or listening? And one of my favorite sayings is God gave you one mouth and two ears, which means you're supposed to do twice as much listening as talking. And that works both ways. There can't be just one person that, you know, hogs a conversation the whole time. So the dance that is uh, human interaction is that you give and take, you know, uh, in, in the right amount of doses that makes the conversation enjoyable. So in your deepest of thoughts, are you that person? Are you somebody that um, as you're talking and interacting with somebody, do you dominate the conversation with just what's on your mind so that you can vent and release and feel better about yourself while passing it on to somebody else? Um, do you engage in honest conversation where you'll start the dialogue with the hope of hearing more about that other person? And some people are listeners and some people are talkers. Okay, so we've also got that factored in there too, that uh, you might be somebody that doesn't listen a lot, but you talk a lot, or you might be somebody that only listens and you're either too shy or not, um, you don't have enough of a dominating personality to contribute to the conversation with somebody that is also dominating to put out the conversation, put out content in that conversation. Um, it's, so it's, it's getting complicated, right? And we're, initially this whole thing was just to talk about how do you interact with somebody and the ability, and the ability to build rapport. Um, because you see people, the same people over and over and over again, um, here's the test. Find something positive to say before you start on any negative. Um, encourage the other person to talk about their positive. And you can't overtly just say, I don't want to hear about the negative, but with my circles and what I have to do and the, the heightened state of, I've got to stay peak state. Um, I will, I pretty much now just say, Hey, look, if it's negative, I can't take it. And I've got those friends that I can say that to. It's like, Hey, you know, I'm happy to talk to you, but if, if you're just 
going to dump on me. I, I can't, you know, because it robs the moment. It robs the moment, robs the focus. And as soon as two people start going in on it together, um, Jenny and I call that lathering each other up. As soon as you're all lathered up, it could be hours before you get your focus and attention back. And it's just, it's not fair to anybody. And depending on what time of day you're the, the most productive, it could really interfere with what you've got for the rest of that day. Um, if you're a small business owner or you're a creative writer or you're a designer or you're a programmer, those things take focus and attention to detail. And the more that gets robbed, you know, the less productive you are. Now, the other benefit to this, and when you stay in a heightened state, so this is, this is assuming that you want to be able to build rapport, that you want people to want to be in a conversation with you, which that should be a no-brainer, um, and that you're a better listener than talker. If the whole world was like that, it would be awesome. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Um, so here's a biochemical reason to not be the, uh, the one that lays poop all the time. So the more frustrated you are and the more irritable you are throughout the day, the higher your cortisol levels can remain. And cortisol is a stress hormone. The more stress hormone you have, obviously there's the obvious complications are increased belly fat. People that have a higher stressed environment, uh, they have the most difficulty getting rid of belly fat. If that wasn't enough of a motivator, the other real key um, physical response to being in a heightened state of increased cortisol all the time is that the hypothalamus uh, gland shrinks. Okay, and hypothalamus is responsible for mood, of, among all other things. Your ability to not be an angry old ass. Okay, it depends on your ability to not have a shrunken brain. I know that's, that's not the science. That's not the science you were looking for. But for your hypothalamus to marinate in that stress hormone, the longer you do it, the more it shrinks, the more of a crotchety, cranky person you become. That is science. So you can back that entire process up. And I've got family that fits this mold, by the way. I have family members that are crotchety, angry people. And as they get older, they progressively get worse. And it's not that their attitude changes. At this point, it's biology and chemistry. They've done it to themselves. It's almost like a, it's almost like a, a drug or a chemical, um, something they might have shot up or drank, you know, but now you've affected brain, uh, brain chemistry and um, the organs. So you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be cranky and crotchety. You don't want your brain to shrink and you want to get rid of belly fat. How's that for a connection? So I even tied it into fitness. Um, engage your conversations. We talked a show or two ago, Jenny and I did about abundance and abundance is a difficult thing because I myself get frustrated easily and the abundance mindset. And I'm not one of those people that's just like, everything is great. Everything is awesome. That's not me. Um, I'm the guy that's like, if things are predictable, then everything is great. If something comes across and rocks my boat, I'm a nightmare. <laughs> So I, I too have to still manage my skill set in this area, but, um, to have the mind of abundance, which means you start out grateful and with gratitude and it's gotta be legit. And it can't be something like, Oh, I'm grateful for my family. So let me tell you what happened at work today. Or, uh, Oh, I'm so grateful for my job, but let me tell you what my husband did today or my wife. That's, that's not abundance. Abundance is if you, if today was your last day on earth, what are the things that you would tell God you enjoy the most? That's abundance. 
So if your time is up here and you had to pick five things that you said, this was my whole reason for living, that should fuel you. That should make you the most enjoyable person on the planet to be around. But we get, uh, we get forgetful and we think that we have all the time in the world. So start your day with abundance. Some people do journals. Some people write out gratitude lists. Uh, some people pray. Some people meditate. Whatever it is. But you've got to get yourself. And the reason abundance is so critical is that you want to put yourself in that state. That state where you're like, I'm on top of the world. Everything today is going to be great. you know. But if you start that way, you might not end that way, but it might not you might not end up at the middle of the day where you're cranky already. So if all this does is delay the amount of negativity for you, then it's a win. Because every day as you practice this, just like repetitions in the gym, you'll get stronger and you'll get better at it. So start your day with abundance. Make the decision to catch yourself talking negative and shut it down. If you got to get two words on just say, hey, look, I'm frustrated. I'm having a rough day. That's the end of it. Then go find something else. Now, you're a human, so you want to interact with other humans, and you want them to want to interact with you. So once you've started your day with abundance, you've been able to identify when you're going down the negative route, you shut it off. Remember to listen more than you talk. Remember not to transfer negative energy to somebody carelessly. And it is an energy transfer. And you can see it. You can see it in people's body language and their facial expressions. And, you know, just it goes, they'll go from weightless to carrying weight. You'll see their, shr- their shoulders shrug and... It's, it's bad. So don't, don't be that person that robs other people uh, of their day. Okay. Now, the other piece is you'll be more productive if you can stay in a heightened state because you're not dealing with the stress hormone that is distracting and tears your body apart. If you've been crotchety most of your life, it's not too late. But you do have to make a, um, a legitimate effort towards not being that way. Once you've been able to master those pieces, your conversations will improve, your relationships will improve, people will want to talk to you instead of run away from you, um, and you'll be a better listener, which the goal is for everyone in the conversation to be great listeners, and that way it's a little bit of talk, a lot of absorption, and everybody learns and grows. And that's, it sounds like it's a simple thing, it doesn't take a whole lot of practice to, to get that started, but most people don't take the time because they don't recognize what rapport is. Once you've mastered all those skills, you will now be able to go up to somebody and, ad- and adopt their behaviors because you're not bringing any of the baggage. You'll be able to adopt their behaviors, the speed of their tonality, the speed and the type of their tonality and the inflection in their voice. And that's how you'll build deeper connections with new people, which the more you're exposed to people, the last thing you want to be known as is a grump, right? Or just negative. That's nobody wants to be that way. Um, the last piece and if something to consider while you're going through your self-discovery, when we talk about listening twice as much as you talk, you've got to pause to let people respond to you. Okay, so if you're just a heavy talker and you're not able to break out of your cycles, it's cool to take a breath somewhere in the middle. Let them grow in the conversation you're having. Give them time to response and process it, and then you guys are both better. So this is my lifestyle, uh, my roadie. Hopefully this is, uh, this is worthy information for some of you. I, I know that I come across people every day that don't have even the basic mastery skills on rapport and human communication. So this should be applicable. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we'll get back to the regular stuff uh, by next show. And then I hope you are having a groovy day and an 
awesome life. And uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Have a good one, guys. Be true.